Welcome to Oh My Stars, a Wunjo Strategies podcast series. I'm your host, Heather Wiley, a life strategy specialist here to talk to you about those curveballs that life throws and how to cope with them. If you've been following me on Instagram, you may have noticed that some of my posts are trending away from journaling tips and more toward coping tips. There are two main ways that we cope with stressors in our lives. We either approach the problem or we approach the emotion. There are hundreds of different coping mechanisms. Coping strategies can look like journaling, they can look like exercise, they can look like painting, they could even look like eating something. Some of our strategies are healthier for us than others are, but the reason that we cope is because we are trying to alleviate tension in our brain and body. What I have seen is that many of us don't actually know how to cope with stressful or traumatizing situations. This is why a mindfulness practice is so important. As I begin to walk through more coping techniques, I'm going to share some of my personal experiences and how they've helped me develop my own strategies. So these aren't designed to be something that you have to do, but if you're looking for ideas that you can implement when you're building your own map, then maybe there are things that you can take into consideration. The coping strategy I want to talk to you about today is the personification of feelings. I hate feeling my feelings. This was not really something that I was taught to do growing up. My coping mechanism in childhood was the suppression of feelings. So as an adult going through traumatic situations like a bad breakup, that coping mechanism did not work. I found myself suppressing my feelings and then because of that, I noticed that it took more energy to try to process events in my life. And if those events came up that I had a negative connotation with I, or I experienced some kind of trigger, I had a really hard time sitting with those feelings and the hormone dump that comes with the release of cortisol, that stress hormone in our body, was horrible. I felt like I was a scribble on a page where I was too much for the space that I was functioning in. I struggled with my feelings for a really long time. I tend to be a researcher and I began looking into different things that I could do to better understand how to feel a feeling. It was recently brought to my attention that sometimes people don't feel their feelings, they think their feelings. I am a thinker of feelings, not a feeler of feelings. I have to make a point of stopping and thinking about where I feel an emotion in my body. I have to do a body scan. I have to check in with myself. And then I become aware that usually if I am feeling a feeling, it happens in my chest and it feels like tightness stretching across my chest and into my shoulders. When I began talking to other people about how they experienced their own feelings, I had one friend who told me that when she thought about her feelings and processing her feelings, she would visualize sitting in a yard with a big bear. Whenever she would talk about this exercise, she always called it sitting with the bear. Sometimes when she was in this mental space with the bear, she would just sit and watch it, noting the emotions that came from it. So sometimes that bear was full of grief, sometimes it was full of anger, 
But the entire point of that exercise was that she was sitting and looking at her own feelings expressed in the form of the bear. And over time in this meditation, the bear would come closer and closer to her and it wasn't scary anymore. I tend to process events and feelings or ideas inside of a dream space. I had a dream in which grief and loss were personified, so they were people in my dream with me. In that dream, everything around them was dark and they were backlit. They didn't speak to me, but I had a feeling that I had interrupted their conversation. Grief as a person was the most visually loud of the pair. He was an average-sized man wearing a navy suit that was a size or two too small. It was too short on his legs, it was too short on his arms, and it was too tight across his chest, but he had it buttoned over a yellow checkered colored shirt, which looked horrible with it. it. It was a total color clash. Underneath that checkered shirt was a gray t-shirt, and I could see the collar of that. He had an unkempt beard, he had messy hair, like he had tried to pull it back into a bun, but it had worked its way loose. Everything about him seemed too big and too small at the same time. Walking with him at his side was Loss. Loss was wearing a tight cocktail dress that was black and emerald green, and she had on black heels and tights with short black hair. I once had a friend tell me that when she thinks about her eyebrows, you know, grooming her eyebrows, she tries to remember that they are sisters, not twins. In my dream, looking at grief and loss standing next to each other as if they were people, I had that same feeling. I could tell that my experiences with them as grief and loss, those feelings, are connected, but they're not the same. In my own healing journey for such a long time, my brain tried to process grief and loss as the same feeling. But in reality, loss is described as being more of a state of being. It is not grief. Loss is the absence of something. It is the removal of something. So when a relationship ends, that's a loss. Your circumstances have changed. Something was... And then suddenly it isn't. In contrast, grief is an emotional set. Grief comes with loss. It is the louder part, though, of our emotional family. When I think about my emotion of grief, I think about the person that I dreamed of, that messy person in the too tight, too small suit. And that helps me move through my grief cycle differently than I used to. It's fairly standard that when we, as humans, experience any kind of grief, we also might see behaviors of denial. So sometimes that is pain, sometimes that's confusion. There has been more than one instance in my life where I knew a situation I was mourning was going to end differently, and I just could not believe the tumultuous change that had occurred and that it was real because it was so uncomfortable. Sometimes when we experience denial, we might find that there's another feeling creeping in, and that feeling is anger. When I think about personifying anger, I see anger as a big, rage-filled brother 
who wants to smash things and stand screaming at the sky. He's a smash first, question later kind of guy. Anger serves a lot of purposes. It is a particularly helpful feeling if you are trying to establish boundaries, which I'll spend more time on in a different episode, because anger acts like an alarm bell to tell you that something is wrong. When I was implementing personified feelings into my mindfulness practice, I found that there were times in sitting with grief and imagine, imagining this feeling as a person that I could talk to that I was trying to bargain with him. I would throw out ideas like, well, what if, or maybe if I, or if I could have, but none of that would have changed my situation. None of that made that feeling of grief go away. This was why that meditation, that envisioning grief as a person sitting with me was so powerful because grief, much like my friend's bear, was always present. Grief was with me when I felt like I was made out of glass and if someone hugged me too tightly, I'd break into a million pieces. Grief was that storm inside of me, that part of me that raged uncontrollably, and I just needed to sit with it. The longer that I worked on personifying my feelings and sitting with grief as a person in that meditation space, I found that I began to enter into a process of acceptance. I was not afraid of grief anymore. I wasn't afraid of sitting with him. I wasn't angry about being around him. And I began to acknowledge that my life looked a little bit differently than what I had thought that it would, but that that was okay. Sometimes it was really hard. Sometimes it made me really angry. Sometimes when I was in that meditation space, personified loss would enter the room to remind me that nothing was the same anymore. And I could recognize that these feelings and circumstances were not happening to hurt me. They were just a part of me. And by sitting and understanding them, by holding space for them, by giving them a voice, I was giving myself a voice. And I was better able to manage my feelings instead of constantly trying to get away from them. Over time, I found that although grief never disappeared, I didn't see him as often in my meditation space, which meant I wasn't feeling grief as often. Our journey with our feelings is never linear. We don't feel all of the sadness that comes with loss at one time. I mean, that would be really convenient if we could just feel our feelings and be done and not have to worry about it again, but that's not really how that works. Feelings come and they go. So what I want you to think about is in a world where we are told so often that our feelings are not a big deal, or that we need to suck it up and deal with it. Think about when you are feeling a bad way, you are trying to cope with stress or trauma, and you, you have negative feelings, or you're, you're feeling a certain way. How do you sit with those feelings? How do you hear your feelings? That's what I want you to think about this week. I have produced a journal it's called The Joy Journal, and I, you can find a link in my link tree. This journal is designed to walk you through identifying a goal, dreaming up what it would look like if you accomplished your goal, how to design your life to achieve that goal, and how to hold yourself accountable. So if that's something that you've been wanting guidance with, The Joy Journal is a really great place to start. 
The music in this episode is by Kevin McLeod, used under a Creative Commons license. All My Stars is a podcast produced and engineered by me, Heather Wiley. This podcast is now available on Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify. So if you would leave a review wherever you're listening, I would greatly appreciate it. Until next time, stay kind and seek joy. <laughs>